0: The NBA is certainly maintaining their authentic and genuine appeal for their fans. In the 2019 and 20 season, according to Statista, an estimated 17 million fans filed into NBA arenas all around the league. The league-wide average for attendance for that season stood at 17,750 fans per game. Jeff Munnick knows all about ensuring that fans get their money's worth when they decide to take in a night, or perhaps a season, of NBA Basketball Malik serves as the vice President of Fan Experience for the Minnesota Timberwolves and Link. So what exactly goes into creating an authentic fan experience and ensuring that they keep coming through the turnstiles of NPA arenas? Munich joined me this week to have that very discussion. And, by the way, he brings his energy, enthusiasm, and expertise to this insightful and engaging discussion. So without further delay, I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. take a moment to welcome you to the program and I'm super excited to talk to you all about fan experience this afternoon. Great to be with you on a happy Minnesota Monday there, buddy.
1: Hey, I love it, Kevin, and good good to be on and uh, nice to see you. And I'm always up for talking fan experience and always up for talking Timberwolves and Lynx. So this this is great to be here.
0: Absolutely. Now, Jeff, just before we dive into uh, the the intricacies of your day job, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about making the playoffs the first t- for the first time in 18 years in Minnesota, and all about that experience. But what uh, would you reflect upon when you think about that, and what did that mean uh, for the franchise, for the franchise in general?
1: Well, of course, we were super excited about that, it, you know, and everything we do on the Timberwolf side, we try to replicate toward the Lynx side. And so after winning four championships on the Lynx side, we are we due to start making some progress on the Timberwolf side, right? No, but it was really great. And uh, Las Vegas it, it had us to winning 35 games this year. We ended up winning 46. We exceeded expectations, won that great play game against the Clippers then had a great series of Memphis uh, extending the number two seed to six games. Of course, we were disappointed when, when we ended the season and got beat. and, uh, you know, that, that you know, and, and obviously Memphis played really well to do that, but we we're really pleased with the season and we've got some good building blocks ready to go for our next step. And we just announced today that we have signed Tim Connolly to become our new general manager. So some big news on the, on the, on the front office front for us as well.
0: Yeah, and it keeps it busy and exciting, doesn't
1: it? Oh, it sure does. You know, and really in the NBA, there's hardly an offseason anymore. The playoffs go pretty far, and, and we have a pre-draft workout starting right now. Uh, the lottery just happened for the teams outside uh, the, the playoff pitcher. Uh, this year, we are not one of those teams, but we still have four draft picks uh, that we'll have to select or make moves on for this year, so pre-draft uh, workouts have begun, and then you have your summer league that will will take place in July, and then training camp starts. You know, a couple months later. You know, and so there's not a big there's not a big downturn. But in the meantime, we we also have our Lynx franchise that's currently in season with a game uh, tomorrow night. We welcome our team back after a three game road trip.
0: Absolutely, now Jeff. I know that your uh, uh, first passion or one of your big, biggest passions is. Your day job is the vice president of fan experience for both the uh, Timberwolves, I believe, so I'm curious to ask you about what makes a great and authentic fan experience.
1: Well, I, I think what I'd say, Kevin, is that it's probably personal. It's, we try to personalize the relationship. Uh, with all our fans and get to know their names, get to know their spouse's names or kids' names, who their favorite players are. Everybody has a different thing that drives the engine of why they are a fan or why they want to consume Timberwolves or Lynx basketball and come to the arena. So for, for one person, it might be it's a family situation where they want access to the mascots or to see the fun entertainment options that are happening during the game. The next person might be driven by entertaining clients and, and doing, doing it for business purposes. And then, you know, maybe some of the other reasons are they're just basketball fans. They've been a Timberwolves fan since they are a young kid. They just like good basketball, which they saw a lot of this year.
0: Absolutely. And uh, Jeff, you also oversee uh, youth basketball for both uh, professional uh, basketball teams in Minnesota. So tell me about the, uh, expansion and growth of youth basketball there in Minnesota and how uh, proud you are that it is uh, sort of uh, coming to the forefront these days.
1: Well, what, what I'd say is obviously, you know, a lot of times people talk about this being a great hockey state, which of course it is. It's played at incredible levels. But we also feel it's an incredible basketball state with you know 500 high schools playing high school basketball the AAU program and traveling uh, programs are really strong throughout the state of Minnesota we're seeing a number of these great uh, players uh playing not only uh, high level division one basketball, but still at really high levels at mid-majors, division one, division two, division three, all those levels. And we're seeing a tremendous amount of, of talent and, and coming out of the state and actually the region into these colleges to play at an advanced level. So I think what, what that does, that just solidifies the the activities and solidifies the love of the game uh, here in the state, which we think is played at a really high level, and people want to come back and see it played at the ultimate level, which is the professional level uh, for both our Timberwolves and Lynx franchises.
0: Yeah, and just tell me, what do you think is the up, up, uh, key like to upgrading or increasing – Fan attendance moving forward uh, for bo- both Minnesota franchises, obviously winning helps, but what else, what other fa- factors do you uh, contribute to that?
1: Well, well, Kevin, of, of course, you know, when the team wins games, we always say the hot dogs taste better and the beer gets colder, so there, there, there's something with that. But also, it's things that we can control, you know, how people are treated when they come through our doors and, and how are our, how our, how our fans attended to uh, once they're inside the bowl of the arena and, and what's happening with, with food, what's happening with parking, what's happening with in-game entertainment. Those are all things that we concentrate our efforts on. And, and, and I think when you couple all those things together, you win more games, you create some, you know, really really fun scenarios inside of our building to, to make the experience great. And where people come out of the uh, the game that night, say, man, that that was worth the price of admission. I had a great time. I was treated really well. That's obviously going to all help increase attendance for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I just you mentioned earlier about uh, the importance of maintaining a relationship with the people you serve. But I also think that uh maintaining energy within the arena is very important and keeping uh, fans engaged when the when the action is uh at a pause on the court so tell me about maintaining energy and relationships and how the two things are interconnected
1: yeah it's a great question and you know we spent a lot of time uh, training and and spending time with our part-time staff to engage with those guests on a night-to-night basis because they're, they're, they have to execute what we are thinking about and planning together on with our fans. And so they are another bridge to making sure that fan experience is really sound. Again, knowing names and knowing you know their habits and knowing suggestions and having the knowledge inside Target Center to, to make those recommendations to make sure, again, it's a great experience. And so we spent a lot of time you know thinking that through. We also spent a lot of time asking our fans, what do they want? What do they like? Uh, what are the things they like, and let's do more of that, what are the things that they're maybe concerned about or sideways on a little bit, and so let's let's talk about changing those things to make the experience better.
0: And uh, Jeff, I know that uh, Alex Rodriguez is now part of the ownership group there in Minnesota, and there's been a bit of a changeover in that regard, so how does that help uh, in terms of the name recognition of the ownership group, how does that make your job a little bit easier in terms of attracting fans?
1: Well, you, you know, so the, the new owners obviously are having a big impact already. They attended a lot of our games uh, here. They attend a lot of our, our road games as well. And so although they won't take over officially as, as the, the sole owners or the largest percentage ownership for, for about two and a half years, they're obviously involved and active again, you know, with, with Tim Connolly signing a contract today to become our general manager. Uh, they were, they were involved in that process, of course. And so they obviously are respectful for Mr. Taylor, our current owner, but they also are working side by side and alongside him to just say, Hey, let's start making some adjustments. So let will start, you know, looking at ideas and making the relationship strong internally To again help execute a great fan experience and a great organization that that hopefully is going to win NBA championships for years to come.
0: Absolutely. You know, uh, the Timberwolves have a long history of great basketball going back to the days of the Trump and and Kevin Garnett. So tell me about this. during sort of the tradition of Minnesota Twins, or Minnesota uh, Timberwolves basketball and uh, how important uh, this season was in that regard?
1: Well, some of the things that we've done are, are people love the nostalgia of bringing back players and they, they remember how exciting it was in 0304, which is our, our most iconic year when we took Sacramento to seven games and eventually lose the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. But that that was our, our most fun year, uh, I think, in most people's eyes. And so people love the nostalgia of bringing back those alumni players and, and getting a chance to take a photo with them and hearing from them at different events. And so uh, we, we have put together a series of alumni related programs to, to bring us back Latrell Spreewell and Tom Gugliotta and Sam Cassell and Trenton Hassel and Troy Hudson and, just, just to name a few. And that's been received really well, and, and people like that connection, and we're gonna do even more in the future with that alumni program.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and part of uh, your job has to be a little bit easier these days with the uh, advancements digitally, and uh, the, the more that you can ask of your human capital staff or the people that work for you on the but Wondering how you mold both human capital and digital advances to make sure you're really providing a great uh, fan experience.
1: Yeah, there's so many things involved uh, with, with that. Again, we, we take a lot of time in surveying our season ticket members and, and our fans. We do focus groups. We we try to solicit feedback and just say, how are we doing? And and so that's been really helpful in what we're trying to to do regarding that fan experience. And so not having all, we we, we don't like to say that we have all the answers. Let's go ask people and try to come up with answers and solutions to those to make the experience better. So a lot of what we're gonna spend our time on this off season now is again, asking questions, again, developing more time with training, onboarding orientation and hiring for our our part-time and game night staff to help execute that plan uh, with our guests.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, Jeff, I'll, I'll share a little bit about myself. So I was actually born with uh, cerebral palsy, and part of my uh, fan experience is certainly uh, the more accessible options that arenas uh, offer now. And I, I'm curious when we when we look at serving individuals with disabilities, what goes in. To making sure that they have an authentic and genuine and enjoyable uh, fan experience.
1: Yeah, that another great question, Kevin. And we we brought in people uh, not only that that have some accessible needs to ask them. You know, what do you think? You know, what what are the things that we need to be aware of? We brought in people that serve in that industry and to ask questions and obviously there, there's certain guidelines and protocols that we have to measure up to. And so we, we certainly want to be compliant with that. But again, we want, we want to have something for everybody. So um, we, we, you know, it's one, it's a situation for us that we love our fans and, and we, we love our fans no matter what location they sit. It can be 200 level, it can be accessible seats, it can be lower level, it could be courtside seating. We want to have something for everybody in regards to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just, what. I mentioned uh, that you um, were also responsible for the Lynx fan experience, and I'm curious to ask you about the growth and expansion of women's basketball, and certainly, uh, as you mentioned, the Lynx have won a couple of WNBA championships. I'm wondering if you could take a few minutes to tell me about the growth of women's basketball and how exciting it is uh, for the Lynx franchise as
1: well. Oh, man, there's no doubt. And basketball is being played at such a high level uh, for the boys and the girls in the state. If you look at, again, the number of girls that are coming out of the state playing at high levels you know, major division one college opportunities, you know, Paige Beckers, obviously, you know, had, had a great run at UConn this last year, but hosting the final four here was really fun at target center. We have upcoming big 10 championships, uh, both in the big 10, Lindsay Whalen signed four top 100 kids all from Minnesota uh, for her squad for next year, traveling basketball, AAU basketball for both the boys and the girls are played at a really, really high level. And if you look at the WNBA, Um, perhaps maybe there's time here in the near future where where we can expand. Uh, There's 12 teams right now uh, with the infusion of talent that comes in every year. There's not a lot of room to, to host a lot, a lot of new players, but the new players that come in are obviously going to be really, really good. And, you know, we've had the luxury of winning four championships uh, here for the Lynx franchise. And hopefully we have another one coming. Um, We're off to a little bit of a slow start this year with injuries and some of our players, um and some of the changes and some of the players coming back from Europe and their their obligations there. But we feel really good that we have a roster that that Cheryl Reeve again will, will go forward with and make sure that uh we're always a championship level caliber team, which which I think by the end of the season we will be. But again, the level of basketball uh for the girls is just tremendous here
0: in the state. Yeah, absolutely. And when we look at your job, Jeff, I'm I'm also wondering uh how important uh, player engagement is with the fans and how excited your current players are to engage with the fans and how important it is to them?
1: Yeah, if you look at the NBA, I mean, the way they, the way they connect and engage with people on social media, uh, you know, oftentimes you see, you know, players giving jerseys or shoes or sweatbands out to fans, you know, that are wearing their jersey in the stands. Uh, there's obviously a lot of different ways that the players are connecting and engaging, but it's it's super easy for them now because there's such a good engagement vehicle with social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, whatever it may be, there's opportunities to to do that. But I think also we try to run a number of events where fans get a chance to You know, it was was obviously really hard to do this during COVID. In fact, we couldn't do it in a lot of cases. But now that hopefully that's in the rear mirror, we're going to proceed and go forward and get those events back where people can take a photo and get a signature and take a selfie with the players, you know, and give knuckles and give high fives because that's very meaningful. And, And especially for kids, they always say a kid will usually declare who their favorite team is by the time they're 10 or 12. And if they do have that team, they're probably a fan for life. Uh, so we, we try to extenuate uh, that and make sure that we're doing everything we can for the young kids at younger ages to make those connections with our players and the organization.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Authentic human experience and connection goes a long way, doesn't it? It
1: sure does. It, it absolutely does. And, you know, we realize that, um, you know, if you do have those opportunities, whether it's Dilo or Carl Towns or Anthony Edwards or, you know, Jordan McLaughlin, whoever it may be, whether it's a high five, a fist bump, uh, a selfie, a photo, just any type of engagement, that, that kid is probably a fan for life. And so we, we certainly encourage our players to get involved that way too.
0: Yeah, and Jeff, uh, the Timberwolves are such a young and talented roster. So I'm just. Uh, wondering your thoughts on, on how much pride you take working in the organization, sort of seeing this team all come together this year and the potential they have moving forward.
1: Yeah, so it's been really fun, you know, and I've been here through all of it. I've been here 34 years, uh, just shy of 34 years actually. So I've seen it all since the start and the get go for both franchises, for both the Timberwolves and the Lynx. And so Um, obviously when you see plans and players and structure start to come together and you start to win games. And, and again, you know, we always say if you, if you win games, the hot dogs taste better, and beer gets colder. So we exceeded expectations this year on the Timberwolf side and we won championships on the link side. And that, that's always really fun organizationally when We get excited when our fans are excited. And I think in both cases right now, our fans are really excited about what's held
0: in the future. Absolutely. Jeff, when you look at the whole landscape of your job, I'm curious to find out what's the best aspect of your job. And what keeps you excited to come to work
1: every day? Well, what drives it for me is the relationships that I, that I get from basketball. So it's that orange ball that, that, that's thrown up every night as a, as a jump ball. That brings everybody into arena. But what that allows is the relationships from the people that are enjoying the, the basketball is whether it's a high school basketball coach or a season ticket member or a general fan. Whatever the reason they is that they have to come in and consume Timberwolves and Lynx basketball, it gives me the opportunity to develop that relationship and get to know them personally, get to know their family, get to know their names, get to know what makes them tick, and get to know, uh, you know, away from basketball, what do they like to do? What are their hobbies? And so I think when you have true relationships like that, that's a it's a great business piece for us because they're more likely to retain that business because. They like not only what happens on the basketball court, but what happens behind the scenes with those relationships, whether it's myself or a membership team or a corporate sales team or a suite team, um, those relationships are really important. And so basketball brings it all together, but by far and away, the most important thing and most fun thing for me are the relationships created.
0: Yeah, I'm absolutely. And my final question for you, Jeff, has to do with your, on individual and personal and professional legacy, and how do you think you may want that to be defined?
1: Well, I, I hope when I'm all said and done, whenever my day comes where I'm no longer doing this, I, I hope at my retirement re, retirement party, uh, they say, "Boy, you know, Jeff really treated people well. Um, you know, he really was a good listener. Uh, he really took the time to develop those relationships. Uh, hopefully, they'd say, uh, you know." certainly you'd want to be known as good at your job too. But I think more importantly, just how I treated people. I I like to treat people like they're the most important person in the room when I'm talking to them. And if that's said, when I'm all said and done, I'll feel really good about myself.
0: Absolutely. And Jeff, uh, finally, tell me if people want to get connected with you or the great work that you're doing with the Minnesota Timberwolves. What's the best way they can get connected with you buddy?
1: Yeah, Kevin, uh, I'm pretty active on social media, you know, tweeting out on, you know, through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, what we're up to here and what I'm up to maybe with my family too. So Minnesota spelled out Minnesota and then MUN, Minnesota MUN, uh, M-U-N-N is the best way to reach me. I, that That's my Instagram handle, that's my Twitter handle, and then it's, of course, Jeff Municke, uh on Facebook. So, you know, uh, if you want to come my direction, I'll follow you back, and, and we'll hopefully have a lot of good interactions in the future.
0: Well, Jeff, I have to tell you, as a, a basketball fan myself, and, uh, uh, you know, I originally went to school to become a sports reporter, so I really enjoyed engaging in conversation with you about – Bad experience, buddy. I want to thank you for the good work that you do and for giving me a few minutes. It's most appreciated.
1: My my pleasure, Kevin. So good to be on. So nice to see you. And hopefully we'll see you in the very near future.